Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a what a joy it is to be in God's house today, isn't it? Hallelujah. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. And there's no place I'd rather be. Except maybe heaven. But I don't know. Let heaven come to me. I like it. I like it. God is good. Praise God. Let me take the opportunity to welcome you here this morning and also those listening on our audio service line. I saw my father's number pop up as I was dialing in this morning. I know he appreciated that victory in Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Boy, you ought to get my dad going. Eh? He's probably shouting the trailer down right now. Hallelujah. I tell you what, that's a beautiful song. Our family likes it so much, we put it on my mother's tombstone. Amen. It's not just something we preach about or something we teach about. We believe it. We believe there's victory in Jesus. Even from the grave, there's still victory in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I'm glad to see you here this morning, all of you today. God's been so good to us today. I'm so delighted to see Sister Lewis and David. This last year has not been easy for anyone. And there's been a lot. We could sit down and just tell stories about the people who've been cut off and isolated and separated. And we felt so distant from each other. But God has a way of working it all out, doesn't he? He just works it all out. Amen. I'm, so, I'm just so excited about what's coming. I felt last Sunday... Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, I just felt something shift in my own personal uh, expectation. Now, sometimes we forget about the power of Jesus Christ and what He's capable of doing. We get so caught up in the things that are happening in the world and all that's going on that we, we, we tend to forget who we serve. But I'm glad to tell you today, Jesus is alive. And where he lives, where he lives, things change. Things happen. Amen. If you would uh, like to give today, you can do so by dropping your gift in the offering receptacle in the back on your way in or way out this morning. If you want to go online, you can do that at lhcogfl.org. Options there. You can give. You can mail your gifts However you want to support the ministry here at Lighthouse, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for keeping these lights on. And thank you for keeping this a place, a sanctuary for those who want the truth, want the Word of God to go forth. I don't know what else can change this world except God's Word, God's Spirit. Uh, we've, We've tried every political formula we can think of. We've tried... Every economic formula we can think of, we've tried military might, we've tried, we've tried it all, but nothing 
can really change this world except the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's all. It's the only thing that can touch the heart of a human being, touch the heart of a man or a woman, and change them. It has to be done from the inside out. You can't legislate it. You can't, you can't make it a cultural mandate. It has to come from within. But those of us who have experienced that life change in the person of Jesus Christ in our own heart, in our own mind, in our own spirit, we can testify, can we not? It makes all the difference. It makes all the difference in the world. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. While you're doing that, let me invite you to call in this afternoon for prayer at 5.30. Join the prayer team as they pray for our church. They pray for this world. They pray for uh, individual needs and, and personal matters. Uh, we need to continue and, and increase that hour of prayer. Amen. Thank you for uh, calling in on Wednesday nights for our Bible studies. We had a good Bible study last week. Have an even better one this week. They get better and better as we go throughout the week. And uh, we appreciate your support there. Also, Wednesdays at 12 o'clock, you can call in with a personal need, a prayer request. Reverend Fogas is on the line willing to pray with you, pray for you, and uh, we appreciate him offering that sacrifice of his time to minister to those who are hurting and in need. Amen. And, of course, we'll be back here on Sunday morning for Sunday school and morning worship. All right. Don't forget anything, anything else going on. I know I have a tendency sometimes to misremember. Hallelujah. But I think I'm caught up. I think that's everything that's happening, at least as far as April is concerned. We'll be getting into some stuff in May, I'm sure. we got Mother's Day and Pentecost and all those good things to look forward to if the Lord should tarry. If he doesn't tarry, that's even better. Amen? Amen. Mark chapter 1. I'm going to begin reading at verse 21. I'm going to read down through verse 28. They went... Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished, and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Father God, 
We thank you for its inspiration. We thank you for its translation. We thank you for, oh God, the ability to be able to read it in a language that we can understand so that we might know what's in the heart and mind of our Creator. We pray, oh God, that the Word would go forth this morning with authority and power, that the anointing of God flow freely and clearly today through the one who speaks. Help him with all of his infirmities, for they are many. Let the word touch every heart that is open, every mind that is receptive. Let it take root. Let it bear fruit. We ask it in Jesus' name. The church agrees. Amen. I have an unusual title for today's message based on verse 28. Church, I believe it's time to make Jesus famous again. Hallelujah. I believe it's time to make Jesus famous again. I was struck as I read that in, uh, when I was preparing for the, for, the, for the message today, how immediately his fame spread throughout all of Galilee. You know, I believe with all my heart, this is going to sound so strange, how strange to my ears, how strange to yours, but I believe that Jesus Christ is the best kept secret in the church. I really do. We've made ministers famous. We've made churches famous. We've made choirs famous. Come on. When you think of, if I'm wrong here, tell me I'm wrong. But if you think about it, as a person who pays attention to church news, I follow, you know, different feeds and different links that, you know, keep me aware of what's happening in the church in America. And, and, you know, every day it seems like they're talking about this pastor or this ministry or, or this, uh, uh, this event or this... And, and, and it's all good. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these who's jealous of somebody else's success. Praise God that, 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 that you know, some of these churches can reach thousands upon tens of thousands of people. Praise God that some of these ministers have have been able to preach all over the country and all over the world. But I tell you what, I just feel in my core being that it's time for we to decrease and Jesus Christ to begin to increase in the church of the living God. Hallelujah. We've made this so much about the church and about its ministers. But I believe that God wants to make it about His Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, that power and that authority that we celebrate today, or that we celebrated last week, was, wasn't so that the church could rise up and, 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 and be the, the, the celebrity culture of the hour. It wasn't so that individual ministers or preachers, or as they style themselves today, prophets and apostles, could rise up and be uh, something great in the eyes of the world. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was so that the world would know who Jesus Christ is and what he can do and what he's capable of doing. And we have been too silent. We've made Jesus the best kept secret in, the, in his own house, in his own church. No wonder the world doesn't know who he is. No wonder the world doesn't understand the reality of Jesus Christ. Because you'll find many sitting in pews and in churches today who barely even hear the name Jesus Christ anymore. They hear about everything else. 
Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I'm not here to rag on anybody, uh, any, any other ministry. I, every servant will give an account of themselves to their own master. I've got to worry about me, and I've got to worry about this church. I, I told a, a guy at work the other day, he was giving me a hard time. He said, why don't you do that? You know, you know how they are. When you manage employees right now, I've got somewhere close to 85 employees working for me. And I tell you what, it's, it's a full-time job and then some. And this fellow was giving me a hard time about this other thing and that other thing. And I said to him, I said, look, man, I said, I don't have time just to worry about you. You can worry about yourself. You have the privilege of being selfish. You have the privilege about only caring about your truck and your route and your customer. I have to worry about everybody. I've got to find a way to get, make sure that 85 people are doing their jobs and doing them correctly. And I, I was just thinking about this. You know, we, we, we've spent so much time worrying about ourselves. And I know for a fact, and, I, and listen, I'll tell you, I'll give an account to the Lord. I, I, you know, there are times where I fear that day. There are times where I, I shrink from the idea that one day I'm going to have to stand before God and give an account for me and, 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 and the things I've done and the things I've said and the ministry that I've had. But I tell you, uh, there's other times where I know the grace and mercy of my God and, and I know that he's, he, he forgives me and, and, and that he, he's aware of my limitations. I, I was talking to another person a while back saying, you know, I, 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 I have been, I have hurt and been hurt. Can somebody say that? I have hurt and been hurt. Others, uh, I've hurt others in the house of God, and I've been hurt by others in the house of God. But I told that person the other day, I said, I said, for, I, said I have a race to the board. I am not going to look back on my own mistakes, and I'm not going to look back on what others did to me. I am pushing forward. I am pressing on. I'm counting it all as loss for the kingdom of God. I'm giving it all to the cross because I want to know Him and the power of His resurrection and the hope of His calling. It's time to make it Jesus famous again in His own house. It's time to make Jesus famous again in his own church. Because if we don't know who he is, and if we don't proclaim his glory, what hope is there that the world will ever pay attention? What hope is there? I know some people are going to say, well, you know, Jesus told the one fellow, don't tell anybody about him. And Jesus told another fellow, keep it to yourself. Listen, all of that was before the resurrection. All of that when he was going about, he was on a particular mission. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to put himself in, in a certain situation until it was God's time to put him in, in, in a certain situation. But when he came out of that tomb, he gathered his disciples together. And he said, go ye into all the world and tell everybody. Tell everybody you know. Tell every creature under heaven. My God, that, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't being shy then. He wasn't being secretive then. He wasn't being private then. He said, make my name famous uh, everywhere you go. And church, uh, we've got to make Jesus famous uh, everywhere we go. We've got to make him famous for his power. Amen. They, they marveled. And notice the opening verses that I read. They marveled. They, they wondered that, that, that this man spoke with such authority. We've got to make his word famous. 
Everybody should know what Jesus has to say, right? Come on. I, 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 now, I'm, I'm not going to throw stones. Look at it. No rocks. No stones, right? We, I, I, we love, I say we in the royal sense, the universal sense. I'm not picking on anybody. But we love to tell people what other people say. Amen. Half my day is people coming to me. You know what this guy said? You know what that guy said? You know what they were saying about you? You know what they were saying about them? Come on. You live in that world too? Now, I try, I try not to get involved in the, in the nonsense. I, I really do. I try. I, you know, a, lot of, a lot of times I get accused of being too quiet, but I'm very careful. I want, to get, I want something to come out of my mouth that shouldn't come out of my mouth, amen? But let me tell you something. If we must talk about what somebody said, why don't we talk about what Jesus said? Why don't we talk about the words of life that came out of the mouth of Jesus Christ? We need to make his words as famous as the words of whoever you're quoting today. Amen. People like to quote, and listen, sometimes his quotes are helpful. People will quote... Famous people from the past. They'll quote the Martin Luther Kings and the, and, and, and the Barack Obamas. They'll quote the, the, the Franklin Roosevelt's. They'll quote the Abraham Lincolns. They'll, they'll, they'll quote the many Shakespeare's and all the people of the past. And, so, and, I, and I find value in some of those words. They're great words. But who has ever spoken like this man? Who has ever spoken the words that came out of this man's mouth? They said when they went into Capernaum, they were astonished at his teaching, for he spoke as somebody who had real power and authority behind what he said. We need to make the word of Jesus Christ famous in this world again. People today don't know what Jesus had to say. He has been muzzled. He has been silenced. Not uh, in some nations, in some nations by act of law, right? In some parts of the world, you can go to jail for quoting the words of Jesus Christ. But that is not the case here. Here, Jesus has been silenced not by law, but by habit. Amen. We have filled our hearts and minds with the words of everybody else. We have our own philosophers, our own political discourse, our own orators. We even, we even have our own personal prophets that we like. Come on. Hallelujah. We run. I, 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 had, I had a young, I think I've told this story here a couple of times, so forgive me if you've heard it, but it, it just touched my heart. It touched my heart in such a, a personal way that it, it stuck with me over the course of time. I had a young man working for me, a sincere lover of Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, I had such a fondness for this young man. He was, he was really, I knew, I knew we, we would talk at work. We would talk because I knew God was calling him. I knew God was calling him, and I was just trying to encourage him. I wasn't pushing. You can't push somebody into doing what God wants them to do, but I was just trying to encourage him. And he was saying, man, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. And I said, man, I, I think, I know, I, I, know what God's, I know God's speaking to your heart. I know God's talking to you. And he came to me one day and he said, I need three weeks off. I said, what? 
He said, I need three weeks off. I said, why do you need three weeks off? He said, well, I finally raised enough money. Oh, all my spidey senses start tingling then. He says, I've got $10,000 I've raised. I finally raised the money. I need three weeks off because there's a prophet in Africa. And oh, every, every nerve ending in my body just jumped. And he said, I'm going there and he's going to prophesy over me and tell me what I need to do. And I thought, yeah, my heart just broke in half. I said, man, you don't... I said, listen, first of all, you ain't got to pay no prophet to prophesy over you. That's number one. If they're of God, listen, they're going to speak the word of God, whether you've got a dime or a dollar, whatever you've got. If you ain't got nothing, they're going to, speak, they're going to tell you. If they're from God, it's going to speak to you. I said, but the other thing is, and I've got nothing against Africa. Africa's got many fine Christians, and there's probably a couple of prophets over there that are probably doing the right thing by God. But I'm telling you what, you've got more. You don't need the word of somebody in Africa when you've got the word, the living word, the living word of Jesus Christ. This is all we need, church. It's time to make the word of Jesus famous again. He, Paul, Peter said, to whom shall we go? Where can we turn? You, Lord, and you alone have the words of life. My God, church, this world walks in such darkness. They are in such a state of ignorance, such a state of deception, such a state of, uh, uh, of just following blindly, grasping blindly, groping blindly for some word to give their life direction and purpose and meaning. And we have that word hid up in our hearts. We have that word stored up in our spirits. We have that word alive within us. And yet we stay silent and we stay muzzled and we stay quiet. And Jesus is the best kept secret in His own house. Not only do we need to make the Word of Christ famous again, but we need to make the power of Christ famous again. Come on. I know I'm treading on dangerous ground here because I, I realize that God has His own plan and His own purpose. He's allowed this situation to come on the world and I believe he's doing something through that whether it's setting up the end time whether it's just bringing the world to us I don't know what is I don't know the full scope of his plan but I recognize when God is up to something and I tell you what we need to recognize that too but I also recognize the authority of Jesus Christ to speak to the most listen when he goes into this situation in uh, the synagogue. What is the first thing he runs into there? The power of the enemy. Shouldn't surprise us that there's a demon in the church. No. In some situations, they're more comfortable here than they are anywhere else. But here their word is, 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 is never challenged. Here, their authority is never challenged. But I'm telling you something. Jesus came to challenge the authority of Satan. Yes, and He came to challenge the authority of every demon of hell. Yes. 
And He came to speak to those whose lives have been turned upside down by the powers of hell. He came to speak with authority and to move and work with authority. And I tell you what, if we can't have it in the church, where can we have it? Hallelujah. We need to make Jesus famous again in His own house. And it begins by throwing out every other authority but the authority of Jesus Christ. It's time to pull down every stronghold but the stronghold of the Word of God. It's time to make sure that everyone who names the name of Jesus, everyone who proclaims the words of Jesus, everyone who claims to be a follower of Jesus is liberated and delivered from the full power of the enemy. Not just today, but every day they walk in the victory that is in Jesus Christ. The devil's famous. He's got TV shows. He's got music. Somebody was telling me over there, I have, no, I have no knowledge of this culture, and I'm very thankful that I have no knowledge of this culture. But I, somebody was telling me the other day, one of the young men, you know how the young people, they're always in tune with what's happening, what's current, right? And uh, I guess there's this, this, this famous... Uh, basketball player now who's got a line of shoes out and they're called the devil shoes. A singer, a singer. Okay, oh, so you know about this stuff too. Listen, if we need to cast, well, never mind. Let me, let me, not, let me not go there. That's not right. Singer got these shoes, devil shoes. You know what I'm talking about there. Man, the devil's got his own line of shoes. He's got his own TV. He's got his own movie. More, you see more movies about demons. More TV show about demons. Come on. Everywhere you go. That's famous. He's famous. This demons is famous. Boy, you, you, you can't hardly, hardly go to a, a bookstore these days without seeing something about vampires and werewolves. And... Come on. And I'm not talking about, listen, I expect the world to be caught up in foolishness. They don't know no better. But you see this stuff in the house of God. You see this among the people of God. Come on. Devil's famous. I believe it's time to make Jesus even more famous. By overthrowing every instrument, every element of Time to call the devil out. Oh, pastor, don't do that. You're not supposed to challenge the enemy. I tell you what, I'm not looking for no demons. I ain't going behind no trees looking for those demons. But they've got so bold that they walk into the house of God, they better be ready to deal with the power of Jesus Christ. They want to fight? Let's give them a fight. They want to cut. Listen, if they would just leave us alone, that'd be one thing. That'd be one thing. We could say, look, you're over there with the people that want to be involved in the demons. That's their choice. That's their, if that's the choice they make, they want to be involved in all of that. All that goes with that, all the, all the, 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 the corruption that goes with that, all of the destruction. If that's where they want to be, breaks my heart, but all right. I ain't going looking for nobody unless the Lord tells me to go look for nobody. 
But I tell you what, the devil's got so bold with the church these days that he don't leave us alone. He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I tell you what, his day in the spotlight, his day as a celebrity, his day of being the God of this world is surely coming to a close. I believe it. I believe it. I'm not sitting back here telling you. Just walk down the street and try to figure out what... Listen. But when the devil rises up, when he makes his presence known, I can't tell you what would have happened if he had just kept quiet in that church service, Jesus was saying. I don't know. The Bible doesn't go down that road. But the Bible says the devil jumped up. The demon jumped up. I don't know what he was trying to pull. I don't know if he thought he could take Jesus on. I don't know what his, I don't know what his whole thing was. But I tell you what, when the real power and authority of Jesus Christ is present, the devil starts getting a little nervous and he starts getting a little worried because he's not dealing with the fake and the false anymore. He's not dealing with these Facebook prophets anymore. He's not dealing with this garbage that goes on. He's dealing with the real thing. I tell you what, if we don't learn to kick the devil right in the teeth when he comes straight at us like that, Nothing's going to discourage him from, from continuing to come at us. Amen. Resist the devil, the Bible says. Resist the devil. That means he's coming at you. And you've got to stand up. The power of Jesus Christ needs to be famous among his own people. Amen. Before it can be famous in the world. I tell you, I've been in a strange situation so many times where people who are not Christian, not followers of Christ, seem to have more respect and more faith in the person of Jesus Christ than people in the house of God do. That blows my mind. Amen. They look at Him. They read the stories. They hear the testimonies. And they recognize there is one having authority. We who have been delivered, we who have been set free, we who have been renewed, we who have been made whole, we come up against any situation and we go, oh no, we, we, go, into, we go into flight mode, we go into hide mode, we go into cringe mode. Come on. I'm not, I'm just telling you. Either Christ has the power or he doesn't. If he does, if he has the power to overturn the works of the enemy, we should not have any fear of what the devil can do. Come on. We shouldn't have any fear of it. He didn't tell us, walk around, be afraid of demons. Walk around, be afraid of devils. Walk around, be afraid of Satan. Just try to stay out of his way. Just try to avoid him. Just try to make, just try to make peace with him when you can. That's not what he told us to do. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And we can take it one step even better. Not only is God with us, but now he is in us. What happened to the greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, church of God, that I remember. Anybody remember that church? Anybody remember those days? 
Oh, you're going to do one of those good old days. Like, no, no. I like the church just fine the way it is today. I do. I, I, I'm, not for one going, I, I'm not for one going back. I'm a go-forward guy. Amen. But I cannot deny the things I witnessed, the things I saw, and the things I experienced as I came up in this faith. Amen. You want to know what kept this rebellious teenager? You want to know what brought me back to the house of God? You want to know that on my worst days, what kept me from going so far that I could not be recovered? I had seen the power of Jesus Christ, and I knew what it was. And I knew it was real. I was raised in a home where greater was he who was in us than he who was in the world. I worshiped in a church where greater is he who was in us than he that was in the world. I saw him heal. I saw him deliver. I saw him save the worst of the worst. I saw people come in bent on doing harm and leave hugging and crying and carrying on like their whole life had been turned upside down. I know the power of Jesus. And it's time to make his power famous again in the church of the living God. We've become so intimidated. We've become so quiet, so silenced. Oh, I, I believe, Pastor. I just believe you've got to just keep these things to yourself. What a hard-hearted, no good. What kind of hard-hearted, no good person has the answer their loved ones are looking for and keeps their mouth shut? Come on. You know somebody in trouble? You know somebody hurting? You know somebody's going down the wrong path? There was a time we believed Jesus could help people like that. I'm about to step out into something, some rough water here. Do we still do that walk on water stuff? We throw that out too? I'm about to step out of the boat. Amen. There was a time when someone was troubled. We'd move heaven and earth either to bring them to the church or bring the church to them. Now, oh, you better go see your psychiatrist. You better go see your doctor. Got no problem with doctors. I've been to a bunch of them. I've been to more doctors in the last year than I've been in my whole life. You know the thing about doctors? They get paid per visit. So they're paid to find something wrong with you. My doctor actually told me, I ain't got no notice. I love doctors. God bless them. God help them. My doctor told me on my last visit, I can't do anything more for you. I'll see you in a month. We've, we, we've reached the maximum that we can do here. This is, your back is what it is. But, but, but 30 days, come back. And I looked at him like, come back for what? 
Well, we want to just keep track of things. I tell you what, Doc, I'm going to go talk to Jesus. And if he can help me, he'll help me. If he doesn't help me, I'll see you in 30 days. It's time to make Jesus famous again. Hallelujah. Any Pentecostals in the house today, do we still believe in the Holy Ghost and His power to change your life? Hallelujah. His power. Well, Pastor, what about all those times He don't heal? Well, if He don't heal, that's His business. I ain't going to argue with Him. But you know, sometimes it ain't about Him, it's about us. We ask, but we don't ask in faith. We ask, but we don't ask believing anything to happen. We ask, but you know what? We're okay if it doesn't happen. Come on. There used to be a time when people would get desperate and say, Lord, if you can't help me, I am lost. I am done. They were desperate. I believe this man came to the synagogue that day. He was a desperate man. Amen. The demon wasn't. The demon there was the bullet. The demon was there to boast. He didn't realize he'd be running into something real. He thought he'd be playing with that fake exorcism, that fake power that was all prevalent, as prevalent then as it was now. See seven sons of Siva in the story of Acts. The devil laughs at the fake power. He loves to expose the false prophets and the false teachers. And God lets them, because God ain't glorified by them anyway. Amen. Next time your favorite prophet falls flat on his face, don't get upset at the devil. No, God is the one who lets the devil expose people. Come on. But the real thing, oh, the devil don't want no part of that. He don't want no part of it. He don't want anything to do with it. Because he knows when he comes up with the genuine power of Jesus Christ, his time in the spotlight has come to an end. It's not time to glorify Satan or his works anymore. It's time to make Jesus famous and his glory to fill the whole earth and his power to be known for as far as the east and to the west and to the north and to the south. Let the name of the Lord be praised. I tell you what, I'm as guilty as the rest. Please don't think I'm preaching down to anybody. I'm not. I don't preach down to people. I hope you know that. I challenge myself every, play, every time I challenge you. Because my lips have been too quiet lately. And I've let too many things come into my life without challenging their presence. I've let myself at times operate under a spirit of intimidation and fear. I was talking to a pastor not that long ago. We were in the same boat. We were talking about this situation, and we both expressed the same fear at the same time. Oh, you don't want to be the church where they trace one of these outbreaks to. In my heart, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was afraid. Like, oh, Lord Jesus, don't let me bring shame to your name that way. Don't let me bring shame to your name that way. I don't, I don't ever want to be associated with anything that casts shadow on the name of Jesus Christ. Well, my, that pastor and I, we encouraged ourselves. 
We ended that call saying we know who we serve. And we know that if we're not doing it for vainglory, we're not doing it to make our name famous, we're not doing it so people can look up and say, oh, you see that church over there? No, we're not doing it for that reason. We believe in the power of Jesus Christ to keep, to make whole, to heal, to deliver everyone who's in need regardless of their circumstance or situation. And I'm not afraid to tell you here today that I have been just exploding over these past few weeks in making Jesus famous again. Praying for people in the streets. Oh, you've got to be careful with them street people, Pastor. No. Those people need Jesus. They need Jesus. I tell you what, you can do more good in 30 seconds at a stoplight these days than you can do in a month of Sundays in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, you're going to be one of those radical preachers now, huh, Pastor? I hope so. I hope so. I hope God makes me a radical again. I've been playing it safe for far too long. And the church of Jesus Christ has been playing it safe for far too long. Come on. It's time to get radical again. Not to make ourselves known, but to make Him known. Immediately, His fame spread. I hope something happens in your life today or this week that causes His fame to spread. Hallelujah. I hope something happens in my life. I hope something happens in my ministry that immediately causes his fame to spread. Because I don't see another answer. As I began, I will close. We've tried everything else. We voted this group in. They did their thing. We voted that group in. They did their thing. Now we voted a different group in. They're going to do their thing. Nothing changed. Nothing's changed. We've tried raising taxes. We've tried lowering taxes. We've tried opening borders, closing borders. We've tried everything. We've tried building bigger barns, better roads. We've tried moving from this house to that house, to this car to that car, to this job to that job. Some of it's been a blessing. I don't deny any of the good things God's done for us. But it pales. It pales to what God wants to do for us. To this person of Jesus. We've tried lifting up, making celebrities out of singers. We've tried making celebrities out of preachers. We've tried making celebrities out of politicians. We've tried making celebrities out of just celebrities. We won't do anything else. We've held up sports stars. We've held up actors and comedians. We've glorified police officers and firefighters. We've glorified activists and Social justice warriors. 
We've lifted up every name we can think. Oh, forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. We've lifted up everything in the church. We've made every aspect of people in the church famous around the world. How about we just try this one thing one more time? How about we lift up the name of Jesus? How about we make him famous again? Would you stand with me this morning? If Jesus isn't famous in your house, if he's not famous in your circle of friends, if he's not famous in your community, it's time. It's time for you. It's time for me to make him famous again. I want to invite you today to come. We're going to take the body and blood of our Savior today. We're going to celebrate his death and resurrection through the cup, through the wafer today. But as you come, I want you to be thinking. I want you to be thinking how well Jesus is really known in your circle. Has your life made him famous? Has your testimony made him famous to your friends? Do your friends know as much about Jesus as they do about your co-workers? Does your neighbor know from you as much about Jesus as they know about your children? Amen. Some of us make our children famous. We talk to everyone. And that's good, by the way. Some of you have got a lot to boast in there. I'm very proud of my children. I love to talk about my children. I do. I, I got some good kids, thank God. Amen. Amen. They've done, they, they, you know, they're doing well. And I got no problem sitting with anybody at work and say, oh, hey, you know what my daughter did last week? You know what my son did? That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But I tell you what, from me, they better hear as much about Jesus. Let's make him famous again. Would you come? Would you come? Oh, I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary. To save a wretch like me, I heard about his groaning and his precious blood atoning. And I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory! In Jesus, my Savior, forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me and all my love is due him. To 
victory beneath the cleansing. Sing it again. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me if I knew him and all my life is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing You know, this may not apply to some people, but some point this afternoon when I get home, get relaxed, I'll probably turn on TV and I'll probably watch a couple of holes of the Masters. It's, it's a golf tournament. You may have heard of it. Tiger Woods has won it a bunch of times. It's a, it's a world-class championship tournament. And the person who wins that tournament, the person who gets the victory at Augusta, will be famous all over the world. They'll be famous. People who don't even like golf will know their name. The newscast will talk about them. The, 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 the social media will show you their shots that secured them the victory. They'll be famous. A couple of months ago, quarterback that won the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, famous for winning. If there's anyone who should be famous for winning, what greater victory has ever been won? What greater accomplishment has ever been done than what our Lord and Savior did on Calvary? I tell you, church, we need to make him famous. Make him famous. Father God, I bless this bread today. I thank you for the body of my Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank you that the Word of God became flesh. That He took upon the form of a man, the form of a servant, humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I thank you that in that body, all of my sicknesses, all of my diseases, all of my infirmities, all of my weaknesses were delivered through His physical suffering. And I can stand here today on the promise that by His stripes, I am healed today. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this body of my Savior. I thank you for his flesh. For by this I know that he is the Son of God incarnated, made flesh and dwelling among us. We give thanks for this today. In Jesus' name, take and eat. Be made whole in Christ Jesus today.
Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I bless this cup today. The symbol of the precious blood of the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Lord, in that sin of the world was my sin. All of my faults, all of my failures, all of the times I fell short. Not just in the past, but in the future, God. By that blood I am cleansed. On the basis of his life and death, I am forgiven today. Blessed is the man whose sins are not imputed against him. I thank you today, O oh God, for the forgiveness and the cleansing power of the blood of Christ. His life for mine. His death for mine. His resurrection is mine. I thank you for washing away every stain, for forgiving every sin, and for making whole and making new again this broken heart of mine. I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Take and drink. Let the life of Christ be renewed in you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's do it again, church. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How He gave His life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about His groaning Of His precious blood atoning Then I repented of my sins one the oh, if you need the victory today, believe God for it. Oh, victory! My Savior for it. Oh, grab hold of your victory this morning. Grab hold of that victory today. He loved me and I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. You have special need today. You like prayer. You're welcome to come up. We'll believe God with you. We'll pray with you to see that need met today.
Almighty God, you are the God of the past, the God of the present, and the God of the future, all at the same time, God. Lord, you are the one God we can turn to in our time of trouble, in our time of difficulty. So God, today we lift this need up before you. We pray for divine grace and divine favor. We pray for the truth to come out and every lie and every deception to be exposed. We're under you, devil. We know your tricks. We know your strategies to cause fear, to cause intimidation, to steal and kill and destroy. But we serve the one who is greater. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in this world. We call on the name of Jesus today to make right what has gone wrong, to bring justice, to bring vindication, to bring all God, the truth to light. God, we know we can trust you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's make the name of Jesus known throughout this entire community that the world may hear His name and believe and know He is the one to be glorified. All right, God bless you today. Greet each other in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let God be with you as you go throughout this week. This has been a production of the Lighthouse Church of God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed. You are welcome to join us for service every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. For more information or to support our ministry, visit our website at www.lhcogfl.org. Or if you're in the Broward County area, we would love for you to visit our church located at 1890 Southwest 31st Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33312. God bless you. Until next time, this is the Lighthouse Church of God, lighting the way through the storms of life.